0: (laughs) Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Kelly. We are here together. It's ridiculous. It's so good. And it's so good because the time it worked out perfectly. So yesterday we went to a conference together. We did
1: indeed. It was a long day.
0: It was a very long day. (laughs) Um, But we were okay with it. It paid off because the conference happened to be the day that
1: midnight was released. Our queen, Taylor, decided to just honor us with a new album, which is wild because when we had recorded our A Turd Named Scooter episode, we didn't know that this album was dropping and we talked about being together for the album dropping and now here we are. I mean, we didn't didn't go to Colorado, but I'm okay with that. I'm happy to be where we are.
0: No. Yeah. I'm happy to be where we are. (laughs) We're not in Colorado, but we did say... We were like, when's Taylor going to come out with a new album? And I like when I like re-listened to that episode, we were saying like, when is she going to come out with a new album? And then we said like, we need to stop complaining about this because she's released so much new music. It's okay if she doesn't come out with one. And then a couple weeks after we recorded that episode, she announced Midnight's. Yeah.
1: Do you remember? I think I sent you the Instagram post and said, did you see this? Did you know? Did you did you know? <laughs> and then we talked about the
0: conference that we went to. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even put it together. We were looking at the dates for it. And we like finally realized that it was also the release date. Of midnight, and so it was absolutely perfect. So we stayed up till eleven p.m. Well, I mean, we did stay up until midnight, but it came out at eleven p.m. Central Time. Mm -hmm. So we listened to it at eleven p.m. last night. Oh my gosh!
1: And we both spent most of it going, "She's a genius," and "I'm gonna cry," and "Ah." Uh huh. And then we
0: woke up this morning. I woke up and saw that she came out with the three a.m. version that has seven extra songs and. Mariah got up and then I was like, Mariah, did you see the news? And she was like, no, what news? I was like, she released seven more songs. And she was like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) I even held off from listening to them because we had to listen to them together.
1: Yes, which was a true honor. It was a true sign of friendship. That is how I knew for sure.
0: So we felt it necessary to do a bonus episode about this album because we just did a Taylor episode and it was just too perfect. We like couldn't not do it.
1: Exactly. So we've
0: listened to the album once. We have. And we are going to listen through it again. And so we're going to stop and like talk about each song. So if you really love Taylor, you can stick with us (laughs) on this bonus episode. If you don't love Taylor, probably start do <laughs> it start to live, love taylor mm-hmm. and then maybe skip this episode but also don't
1: because and maybe you, you'll come to love this yeah album. yeah and if you skip it come back to it just someday you'll see the genius of taylor and you can come back to it and listen to us and be like wow those ladies knew what they were talking about are so, we ready to get started buckle up guys
0: it's taylor time
1: I'm Kelly, and I'm Mariah, and this is Peak
0: Distraction,
1: a podcast about everything. If I have words yet, I, we've we've listened to this one the most because it came up when we started it this morning while we were making breakfast. The baseline is impeccable. Those backup vocals, they're like whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you think that that's Taylor's voice? I probably wouldn't be surprised. Just amazing.
0: I'm obsessed with this song. Uh, I was like taking notes. Last night when we listened to it, we both were taking notes through the first listen. And the very first thing I wrote down for this song was, I'm going to throw up this may be the best song ever. So (laughs) um, I was very exhausted last night. I don't usually stay up that late on a Thursday night, so I was really tired and the conference kind of wiped me out. But I stand by that statement, I think. Mm Every time I listen to it, I get a little nauseous. It's so good.
1: <laughs> I get a little nauseous. It's so good. Um, I agree with that. I wrote, I wrote down in my notes last night, possibly one of my fave T Swift songs, which is true still. Also, I was looking at the lyrics while we listened the second time, and um, there's a line where she says, "The only kind of girl they see is a one night or a wife." I find it dizzying. They're bringing up my history. But you weren't even listening, and I just tailor those lyrics. Why are you doing this to us? It's so good. And so, I was wondering, do you think that that's more 1989 or what era do you think that this song is sort of from? Because she said, right, that these are all songs that she wrote, yeah, throughout the different eras of her music.
0: Um, uh, well, okay, in terms of sound. Mm-hmm. Last night, I had said that this first opening song is a fusion of, like, all the best parts of Reputation, 1989, and Lover all together. Lyrically, I feel like maybe it's a little bit more, like,
1: 1989. Yeah. I feel like it's the end of 1989, the beginning of... Reputation. Right?
0: Like, in between.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. In between those two eras? Mm -hmm. Because it's sort of that, like, this is what everyone thinks about me, and it's not true. Um, And I don't know if you're actually listening to them. You know what I mean? Because I feel like Reputation and Lover are both her being like, wow, I found somebody who doesn't actually care what the paparazzi says. And 1989 was her being like, this is what they all say about me. Yeah. Let's pretend like it's real for a so, second. Uh, and yeah, and
0: Reputation was the transition album to mm-hmm. this like current Taylor era that we are loving. Um, loving. Yeah. Okay. So kind of like in between 1989 and Reputation. I see that for sure. Yeah.
1: Or maybe it was a Reputation song because it has the 1989 and Lover vibes as well. It's true.
0: I just love the like, lavender, like the vocals.
1: So good.
0: She's, She's killing it. I think she picked such a great song to open up this album with. Yes. It was incredible.
1: It was the perfect thing to start with.
0: I will be dancing to this song in my kitchen. Yes. A lot. this weekend and and onward
1: (laughs) (laughs) kelly was making us oatmeal for breakfast thank you by the way it was delicious Mm -hmm. and um we had the music playing in the living room as we were making breakfast and like getting ready for today and i walked out into the living room and danced my little heart out all by myself and kelly was cooking away and being an absolute queen for that i was oh don't worry (laughs) i
0: was like bopping and stirring the oatmeal (laughs) So
1: we've both already had a little dance party yeah. this morning. Get a girl so who good. can do both: cookie, eat, ma-
0: cook, oatmeal, and dance to Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Lavender Hayes, incredible. Next up is Maru.
1: So the intro of this song I literally in my notes last night just wrote intro <laughs> and then in all caps I wrote reputation um which do you think it's reputation era I mean I
0: think again it's a mix of um everything because so I wrote down that it sounds like I think song like song wise it sounds mm-hmm. like rem- like music wise it sounds like reputation, but yeah. lyrically, it gives me some all too well vibes mm-hmm. and maybe even some 1989 vibes because she's yes. like in New York, but she's also like this relationship, it seems really great in like the first verse mm-hmm. and then it's ending, and now she just has this memory that's staining her. And yes, so it's very the New York part is 1989 mm-hmm. the lyrics are very like all too well breakup nostalgia yes but the music is reputation there was a line that you recognized
1: that was the musical the like yeah. is this the end of all the endings which yeah. is not the lyrics from this song that's the lyric from king of my heart from reputation right yeah. that's what we figured out yep yes um and then
0: we had talked about last night how this song kind of gives us like it's like the prequel to to New York New Year's Day from Reputation. Yes.
1: So I think like musically it's Reputation. Mm-hmm. But something else that I noticed in this song is that so you know how in this is it the is the song called Red? The Love in Him is Red. Yeah. The, okay, great. So in but in this song, she's calling everything maroon. And it's I just think that's so cool because like it's a deeper shade it's sort of more mature but also in the lyrics she says it was carnations and not roses and I just someone else had commented on that lyric saying it seems like carnations are sort of a less mature like a a young love. Absolutely I
0: also am like Dying at that image if a boy thinking carnations are roses. Because <laughs> I mean, if that is not the most I mean, I'm I'm imagining that this is like if this is truly like red mm-hmm. 1989, like this is her early to mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm just imagining dating a boy in early 20s, and he's like, hey, I got you roses, and they're <laughs> carnations, like literally the cheapest flower you can buy but
1: he like legitimately thinks they're roses that is so funny (laughs) um hot take i think that that um carnations smell better than roses i would love to
0: get carnations i wouldn't care about carnations versus roses but just like the fact that he would think that they're roses is so funny it is hilarious (laughs) it's just also such a genius metaphor like for saying that like he thinks this relationship is fantastic and she's like yeah it could be better
1: (laughs) actually turns
0: out (laughs) well this is like a grocery store
1: flower relationship (laughs) oh my gosh um (laughs) this is totally off topic but one of the last notes i had made last night was just that Taylor is singing in her lower register in this song, and it slaps. I wrote lower register with the crying face emoji, not the, like, sort of half-crying, full-on tears streaming down the face because holy cow. I know. I
0: really like when she sings in the lower register. I I love it. It's so fun to sing along too as well.
1: Yes.
0: I wrote she is a storyteller in all caps because... I mean, you can listen to it without looking at the lyrics and you can just picture every moment of this. But like that opening verse, when they're on the floor, they're a little like tipsy off of some rosé. You can just picture that with midnight lighting mm. in New York City. Oh my gosh. You can you can picture every second of this song. So and she's such a storyteller and I love it. I also wrote the F word hits just right. <laughs> She nailed the swears in this song for sure. Yes, agreed. For
1: sure. 100% agreed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so this listen and record has officially become a sing along and record. <laughs> Mariah and I both have the lyrics up, and we are sitting here jamming out. We are. We're like quietly singing too. It's not even full out singing because we don't know the songs well enough. So it's like. Ah. the (laughs) anti-hero a little bit more on key than that but
1: (laughs) and someday we're gonna have a jam session where anti-hero is maybe the main focus because it's that good i think in my opinion it's that good it could be the main focus of a jam sesh it's a very fun song i think she really creates
0: again, she's a storyteller. Yes. I think she's created a fun story that gives me the same vibes as mean and the same vibes as nobody, no
1: crime. Yes. And just,
0: she brings in this, like, death, murder, mystery vibe mm-hmm. and just has, like, a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And yeah, she does a great job. And all, like, this... Song seems really upbeat, but it's
1: mm-hmm. really sad, it's actually. so sad. And the music video just came out, I think, late, late, late last night or early this morning. And we watched it. And we laughed so hard. She is a comedic genius. Watch the music video. I watch am not it. a music
0: video person. So she, Mariah was asking me if I'd seen any of these other music videos. And I was like, no, truthfully, I like don't ever watch anybody's music videos. No. I just, I'm not a music video
1: person. But we watched this. We were... We were cracking up. It was so funny. It was very funny. So I am not a music video person on the first listen to a song because I think that it can ruin the integrity of the song, right? Because the first time that we listened to Antihero, I wrote down the lyrics, babe, the lyrics. And I am using uh, Apple Notes. And if you use Apple Notes, you know that it's work to get a, a word bolded. Um, unless maybe you don't think it is. I think it is. I bolded the second lyrics in that phrase because, oh my gosh, the lyrics. Um, but so, and, but I really like to go back and listen to or watch a music video because I feel like that gave me a whole other perspective about what she meant it did. by the song. Yeah. Like
0: I create, I had created my own meaning last mm-hmm. night, which I will also say you last night were like clearly listening to the lyrics and I taken like, a whole big picture of a song. Uh-huh. I'm not able to focus on the lyrics in, like, a first listen. So I'm loving actually looking up the lyrics now because it is, like, really changing the meaning. Yeah. I'm just all about, like, picturing the vibe. What images can I picture <laughs> from the words that I am picking up? Um, it's like there's too much to take in on yeah. a first listen. So... The words, the lyrics, though, she killed it in this one.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny because I felt overwhelmed sometimes last night listening because I didn't have the lyrics in front of me and I couldn't always understand what she was saying. Yeah. And I don't I don't know why, but this has come up with a lot of my friends. They'll be like, Mariah, why are you listening so close, closely to the lyrics? And I go, I can't help it. It's just how my brain works. And yeah, it, it's all about lyrics for me. And then I think music comes second to that. Yeah. If a song has yeah. is written so well. I don't actually care for example um a Beatles song that I love is I Me Mine and it's a George Harrison song I had never heard it before but I saw the get back like the Disney plus get back documentary thing and I saw George Harrison like talking about it and writing it and showing it to the Beatles for the first time and immediately went and added it to my playlist because I the lyrics meant something to me then so anyhow I love, a lyrically strong song. Big fan. Also, if you haven't heard I Me Mine, please go listen to it. It slaps. I haven't. <gasps> um, I didn't grow up
0: with the Beatles. That's okay. So That's, we can we can um, work on that together. I grew Kelly. up with A C D C and the Scorpions oh. and which I mean honestly, the Scorpions and you too. I grew up with you too as well. Um, those were like yeah, my dad listened to
1: like classic rock. That's what wow. I grew up with. I grew up with Elvis and Johnny Horton. Have you ever heard Johnny Horton? Nope. I guess he was a history teacher. And so all of his songs were like, in 1814 we took a little trip. And so all the lyrics are telling you a historical story. And we listened to the Beatles and some like, I don't know. But my dad mostly had the influence in our house about music. So As
0: well as my dad. Oh my so, gosh, look at us. Uh, yeah, so it was ACDC, the Scorpions, and then I'd beg to play Taylor Swift, and <laughs> my dad would always let me if I asked, so, Aww. yeah, um, or whatever was current in, like, middle school. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then he'd always try and sing along and I'd be like,
1: fine, we can listen to what you want to. Just stop ruining the songs. Play ACDC, please. I don't want to hear you sing about this anymore. Give me some highway to hell. I changed my mind. <laughs> I've changed my mind. That is too funny. Oh, This song,
0: back to Taylor, though. Antihero is just super vulnerable. Um, I mean, she feels like, it almost feels like she regrets her fame, her celebrity mm-hmm. status. She feels like she doesn't fit in anywhere, almost. Yeah. Like, she's so well-known, so big yeah. that she doesn't fit in anywhere, which is really sad.
1: Also, in the music video that was portrayed in such an entertaining way, she just, I
0: so good so good like she's finding humor in it like
1: she's being vulnerable but like
0: also still finding humor in it a little bit yes exactly and she portrays like some of her fears like she expresses that she has some fears about being how is having this much fame going to affect her in the future Mm -hmm. like will she be able to have kids and a normal family it kind of seems like she's mm-hmm. afraid that a, da- a future daughter-in-law is going to kill her. And, Sorry, I'm which not is, laughing about that. I'm laughing Which is just like, video. Well, and I mean, I think she did that to bring, like, in a humorous way, mm. bring to light that because of her fame, she doesn't know if she's ever going to be able to have the normal things mm-hmm. that people can have. Yeah. Because can she trust anyone? Can she trust who her kids bring home?
1: Debatable, all of it debatable.
0: Debatable, very debatable. So I get that.
1: It's just so sad, but Taylor, we love you. We do love you. Oh, okay. Next song, "Snow mm-hmm. on the Beach."
0: <gasps> okay, so "Snow on the Beach" is I don't I don't know the number. I think this is the fourth one. Yeah. yeah. So "Snow on the Beach" is the fourth track. Features Lana Del Rey and. I actually took a ton of notes about this song last night. I just had a lot to say about this one. Um, but what did you think of it? Uh,
1: So we talked about how it feels very evermore in the first half and then like sort of bleeds into folklore. And I really loved that. Also, we're we both have taught English. You know how we use Taylor Swift to explain analogies often in metaphor? Oh, yeah. Um. I literally wrote in my notes yesterday, our analogy slash metaphor queen, um, because this whole song is just incredible. Oh, yeah. Analogy and metaphor. Also, Lana Del Rey, the perfect person to have on this track. I cannot imagine it going any better with anyone else.
0: There is, you can't, Lana Del Rey's in the chorus. You can't often hear her. Yeah. And I, I feel like that was the same thing with all of the people who featured in her read from the vault songs Mm -hmm. as well um but there is one spot where it perfectly fades into lana del Rey's voice for like a line and you just hear lana del Rey, and the fade into that was like seamless yeah
1: it was incredible i literally didn't even notice it and then kelly said something last night and i went
0: oh my gosh it was just so cool oh my gosh so good yeah i think we actually both added this to Christmas playlist <laughs> today. Um, so if you're looking to sneakily add Taylor mm-hmm. into your Christmas repertoire, yes. um, Snow on the Beach does it. It reminds me of like Mirrorball. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Ball, but a snow globe version. Like a snow globe with a beach scene mm-hmm. of two people falling in love
1: yes also last night when we were listening i did not love the where she dropped the f word in this song but listening to it today i was like oh i get it that feels that feels right um also when you said the thing about the christmas playlist last night kelly looked at me i was literally thinking to myself
0: millie wants to join the conversation (laughs) yeah hi millie come on
1: now she's ignoring us okay (laughs) fine Maybe she's offended because she had the same thought. <laughs> um, Literally, Kelly looked at me and she goes, this is going on my Christmas playlist. I had, at that exact same moment, been thinking, this fits on my Christmas vibes playlist so well. Because Kelly and I both love music that's not overtly, like, Christmas. But it's sort of that yeah. holiday vibe, that winter cozy
0: I have a playlist called "A Very Merry Holy Grounds Christmas" <laughs> because I worked at a coffee shop in college called Holy Grounds, mm. and I played that every time I controlled the ox cord whenever I was at my shift. I love that. Um, and so I played this "A Very Merry Holy Grounds Christmas," and it's just a bunch of low key indie Christmas songs, and a lot of them just talk about snow or winter. And I'm, so this is this is joining joining that playlist. I love it. So. I love it. Yeah. Perfectly curated, non-Christmassy Christmas songs. Not yeah. super Christmassy
1: Christmas songs, but still Christmassy. Exactly. Christmas It pies. gives you that cozy winter vibe. Exactly. And that's what you're hoping for, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, Yeah. So overall, love this song.
1: Big fan. It's going
0: on the Christmas playlist. Already there. And uh, Millie agrees. About- well,
1: I can't-, I can't tell if she's mad about it or if she agrees with us. What do you think, Millie?
0: She wants us to celebrate Halloween first. Yeah,
1: fine. Ugh, gosh.
0: She wants all the candy. Picky. All right.
1: <laughs> Next song, guys. Okay, so we just finished listening to your On Your Own Kid. Kelly and I both, when, the, when we were looking at the lyrics, noticed that the chorus is just like those two lines. You're on your own, kid. You always have been. Um... And I love this song because even last night when we first listened to it, we were talking about how the vocals are almost, like, childish or youthful. Like, they're more breathy than her normal Mm -hmm. – it's not, like, a powerhouse of, like, her tilting her head back to sing a big high note. You know what I mean? Um, Which I think goes towards – folklore and evermore Mm -hmm.
0: in the whole like high school love triangle kind of high school love story
1: songs yes yeah and people were making comments about how they think it's sort of a reference to fearless and all of those like unrequited love songs um i also have had that line from the red album stuck in my head i think it's from all too well don't call me kid don't call me baby yeah um and i just i think that this is sort of an amalgamation of all of those different... This one feels the most to me like it is from all of the music she's ever made. Yeah. Like, there there are references to so many aspects. I think there's even a Great Gatsby reference in there.
0: Which, she sneaks Gatsby into everything.
1: According to someone else, I didn't notice that myself because I, I've i only read Gatsby once. Ooh.
0: That oh. appalls me. <laughs> um, but we are... We do have Genius lyrics up, which Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend because there's so many references to things that it's so helpful to, like, look at these. Um, So when I had listened last night, um, I thought it felt like kind of an upgraded and edgy version of the song Mine. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, just
0: kind of that same vibe. And in mine, they end up falling in love. And so I kind of like this edgier version because in this one, she realizes like, no, I am actually on my own and maybe this love isn't going to work out and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Also the music at the beginning of this song uh, reminds me of the XX, which if you were a Tumblr kid in high school, you will absolutely (laughs) know who the XX are. Um, and then a little bit of like cigarettes after sex vibes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that she kind of used that musical, like super indie yes. like retro pop vibe.
1: Exactly. At the beginning.
0: I think it just brings a nostalgic factor mm-hmm. to it and it's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. The last note that I wrote last night was literally just, I really like this. I don't have much else to say and that's still true. <laughs> and my comment was
0: along the same lines. I wrote, it's just so pleasant. Yes,
1: pleasant is a great word for this song. It's also a little melancholy like a little it's a little bittersweet because it feels like I'm on my way to being empowered, but I'm not there yet. You're on your own kid. you always have been. like I'm working on recognizing that that's okay.. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, that's it folks. We'll see you after Midnight Rain.
0: You're on your own, kids.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so this might be my favorite song so far. It is like way too early to pick favorite songs. I feel like <laughs> I need to listen to it 20 times before I do that, but Midnight Rain is a top contender.
1: It is a bop for sure. I have really enjoyed the way that she's using her own I think that she's using her own voice because she's not referencing other people, like it's not featuring anyone else, but with a like a voice modifier. And I really like that she used that for her chorus every mm-hmm. time because it was such a contrast from her regular voice. And mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that.
0: It was very good. Um, last night, I wrote, okay, now I'm crying. The chorus, I'm screaming. And uh, I stand by that. <laughs> I stand by those very vague comments because I don't know how to express how much I love this song. Um, I think this song is a lot like Reputation, mm-hmm. and Reputation is my favorite album, and I think mm-hmm. this is the one so far that gives me the most Reputation vibes. Um, It also reminded me of False God from Lover,
1: yep. and
0: False God is one of my favorite songs from the Lover album. It is incredible <laughs> it's incredible
1: um, something I've really been enjoying about this album so far are the times when she has referenced like all he saw when he looked at me was a bride or a one night stand or this but the truth is that I'm working on me and so there's this line where she says um, he wanted a bride I was making my own name and just every time that comes up in the song it hits so good <laughs> That was not good grammar. I apologize. And it hits so good. It's good. <laughs> but I don't like it hits well. No, that doesn't no. feel right. Anyhow.
0: This song's a good hitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's all potatoes. <laughs>
0: it's my new catchphrase in case anyone was wondering we might explain it someday or maybe not and just it doesn't need that much explanation just at the end of the day it's all potatoes
1: (laughs) we considered changing our catchphrase for the podcast from only hot girls have adhd to at the end of the day it's all potatoes
0: I think we'll keep the original one, but we will say this often. Yeah, don't be surprised when it comes up. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Midnight Rain, I think the other thing I really loved, so you talked about how she mentions that you wanted a bride, I wanted to find my own name, which I think is really awesome. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, at the whole of this, she's talking about how at midnight you still think about this person even though it's not what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a feeling that is so hard to capture and she captured it so well with the sound and the lyrics combined that it's like, I did not want to be your bride. I did not want this experience, but it doesn't mean I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I don't stay up at midnight thinking about this. Sometimes like sometimes your memory keeps me awake yes. and I didn't want it. That was my choice. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I miss it a little bit. Yeah. Like that conflicting, like I, I, do I want to be a bride or do I want my own name or Mm -hmm. like, do I act? did I make the right choice almost like she's regretting it a little bit but like also not regretting it it's only late at night maybe when she's lonely that she's regretting it Mm
1: -hmm. and something that I love about that is that it's relatable I think at almost all levels of having said no to someone who you're like oh man that could have been really great like I said no to a date with a man because I was like, this is not going to go well. I we, the, I think I probably, whatever. And sometimes I think about him and I'm like, oh man, I miss him. What? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? We, I don't <laughs> miss him. <laughs> Why do I miss him right now? This is weird. And it's exactly this song. It's like, you wanted something that I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are at midnight. And all of a sudden, yep. I'm thinking about you. Why? Why? <laughs> Why is my brain doing this to me? Is it cuz I built a little house for him in my brain? Do you think that's what happened? Okay, so yesterday at the conference,
0: <laughs> uh, we must give off podcaster vibes we totally do. for sure because we okay, truthfully, we both showed up in I showed up in super light baggy jeans. <laughs> yes. Mariah showed up in overalls. black overalls. <laughs> We're both wearing Vans. We both have fidget toys. Literally. And we're at this education conference. Mm -hmm. We just didn't totally look like we belonged there, (laughs) which maybe speaks volumes, but Mm -hmm. another day. Um, And uh, every single session, people Mm -hmm. came up to us and talked to us. Yes. afterwards we are trying to avoid people truthfully
1: mm-hmm. and so the reason we're telling you this is because after one of my favorite sessions kelly's probably least favorite
0: they started singing at the <laughs> beginning guys
1: they were talking about how music and like learning to match pitch and um like do a, a rhythm or a beat helps kids learn to read which i think is fascinating that's totally beside the point this woman afterwards she had been sitting behind us for the whole session and at the very end, Kelly and I are just sitting there talking. And she goes, are you two co-teachers? Because we were the only secondary like educators in the room. It was definitely meant for elementary teachers, but that just that's not us. Um, and so we're chatting with her. And all of a sudden, she shares with us this theory that when a girl likes a boy, she builds a little house for him in her brain and sees if he fits there in that little three-bedroom house with a two-car garage.
0: Yeah, because we were talking... Somehow we ended up talking about our missionary year with her, and she said, I hope you didn't have boys on your team. (laughs) And we said, Actually, we had six of them on our team. And then she said, Hopefully, you didn't like any of those boys. And she got into talking about why she hoped we didn't like those boys because. Boys' brains turn to applesauce around girls. They don't think about anything. And girls start building a little house. And they have you in one of the bedrooms. They have, instead of a one-car garage, they now have a two-car garage. (laughs) And they start building a little house. And so,
1: yeah. I'd like to know if this theory um, works for other people. I want you to think about how your brain feels. Because I think sometimes my brain turns to applesauce. And other times I build little houses. I think usually applesauce is the first step for me, right? I'm like, uh, bleh. I've melted into a little puddle in my brain. And then I'm like, wait, slowly, slow the roll. Build a house first. Can't have applesauce without a fridge to put it in, right? That's not true, but. Can't make applesauce without a kitchen.
0: I think we could find a way. <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. We could. <laughs> Just like stomp on an apple.
1: Yeah, or like...
0: Sprinkle some brown sugar and then stomp
1: on it. Sure. Yeah. Sure, or I was thinking like get a a pot or a pan and go out in the woods and start a fire and...
0: That's still a kitchen though. It's an outdoorsy kitchen, but it's still a kitchen.
1: (laughs) We've gone so far from the topic at hand. (laughs) I
0: truthfully don't even know what we were talking about, but Midnight Rain, the one thing, the one complaint I have... Mm -hmm is that I wanted to hear the low chorus one more time to send us off. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: I re- and that's purely selfish because mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I can just repeat the song. Obviously, that's a very <laughs> simple solution to that problem, but you know,
1: but there was a long outro with no singing.
0: That's true. So. That's true. Um, but yeah, she she killed this one. This was fantastic. That's
1: true. That's true. Next up is question. Huh? I think my favorite thing about question is the way that it feels like. Okay. So in college I would come home from an event or something and I would debrief with my roommate and be like, this is what happened. And I would tell her this story about like, this dude said this thing to me. Can you believe that? And she'd be like, what the actual crap? Probably she would say something more severe, which I love from her. Um, But it just, this is, that's how this song feels to me is it's almost like Taylor is coming home from a long night, maybe a long weekend. And she's like, you are never going to believe what happened. You're never going to believe this conversation that I just had. This is what we talked about. And it was just a question. (laughs) And I just, that's something that I love about this song. I don't know if those are the vibes it gave you, but that's how it made me feel.
0: No, definitely. I think she paints the perfect picture of you're at a party, you're at a bar you meet a guy you start talking to him and then all of a sudden you realize that he's kind of the worst yes and i feel like that's that's kind of what she's doing here and i Mm -hmm. think she paints a really good picture of it but i my favorite part is that like clearly this guy has a past with someone Mm -hmm. and still has a history with this girl and is maybe still seeing her, maybe not. They're in that weird like post-breakup phase, I think. Um, And my favorite thing, like Taylor is so dramatic and in the best way. (laughs) Do you wish you could still touch her? It's just a question. (laughs) It's just a question. I don't mean anything by it. Do you wish you could still touch her? So, do you,
1: can you answer it? Do you like wish that you had fought harder for her though? I mean, it's just it's just a question. Like, how single are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I, people wanted to know, not me, but people. It's just a question. I
0: I know you recently broke up with someone and I just are you I just I'm trying to gauge how how ready you are to move on. So, do you wish you could still touch her? the answer is yes i maybe maybe this party is not the time but also maybe it is there is a part where she's like maybe it's not the time but i don't
1: know but i'm gonna ask anyhow but maybe it could be (laughs) i love it also i think it's so interesting the chorus is longer than any of the verses and so i think it's so funny that we go from a two-line chorus to this like super the, long yeah <laughs> and the chorus being the focus like the focal point of the song which i love mm-hmm. big fan also i like that the chorus is sandwiched between can i ask you a question and then it's like she runs through all of these questions that she has and then she goes it's just a question
0: <laughs> just 10 really personal questions about the your past with your ex-girlfriend
1: <laughs> and i'd like to know about all of your thoughts feelings experiences and emotions about it Is that so much to ask? It's not. I just, I want to make
0: sure that you're the one, so. (laughs) Because we just met. (laughs) At a party in a crowded (laughs) room. (laughs) And then I love that, have you ever kissed someone in a crowded room? Like, I think she's getting at, are you, have you ever kissed someone that you're majorly in love with? But Mm -hmm. also I feel like at the same time, it's like, do you want to kiss me in a crowded
1: room? (laughs) And maybe of your single friends are making fun of you for it, but then they're like, oh my gosh, maybe he's getting over his ex, we should applaud this, and then they all clap. Yeah. Probably not literally, but maybe later. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like clapping when my friends get over their exes. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Good job, buddy. And sometimes
0: we feel like clapping when they're kissing a cute boy in the middle of the room. Exactly. Way to go, it's friend. It's true. Way yes. to go. Yes awesome okay next
1: one is vigilante shit you heard it here first so i think that we can agree that vigilante shit is one of the best songs on this album which i think we i think we've only said one other time right maybe twice Anyhow, it's in it's up there. It's a really good one. Something I love that Taylor does in this song is that at the beginning, the song starts with no musical backup. It is just her voice, and it ends the same way. And I just, chef's kiss, perfect, so good. I love it. Also, possibly a controversial opinion, the vibe of this song reminds me of Billie Eilish's album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?, It's that same like gritty, heavy bass line, like the rhythm of the way she's singing, and I love it. I love, I love it.
0: I've never listened to Billie Eilish. No. Yeah, maybe I. I mean, one of my like most toxic traits is that if something's like too popular and I'm like (laughs) I don't get it, like I'm not gonna listen to them and i I think i've tried and i just have i've just i haven't understood the hype about Billie eilish um i just yeah i'm so sorry that you're wrong (laughs) i'm so sorry that you're wrong um i do really like this song though last night i wrote this is my vibe this is another song that's absolutely reputation Mm. um it's taylor's dark side yeah. And we love it. So, vigilante shit is amazing. Uh, I also thought that it had ties to Better Than Revenge from Speak Now because she's mm-hmm. talking about dressing for revenge. So, I thought there were kind of parallels to that. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, if you look at the lyrics and are looking at the imagery and the story within this song, this is absolutely 100% tied to nobody no crime. Yeah. And nobody no crime they're like killing them, but in this one they're doing revenge. They're still doing revenge, but um, Taylor was a vigilante in that song and she's a vigilante in this song getting the the wife who was wronged all of the things including his bens. So yeah. yeah. I think they absolutely parallels.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Something that I wrote down last night was that this song feels like spy movies want, like the spy movies are going to want this. Or like, <laughs> yeah, like a, not a true, like a crime movie. Do you know what I mean? Because like a, a crime noir. Yes, exactly. It feels like it would fit really well in a Daredevil episode somewhere. I'm picturing like black and white trench coat, Mm -hmm. dark shadows, and
0: alleys. Yeah. Passing off information. Mm -hmm. He did these white collar crimes, and he's cheating on his wife. Yes. Bring him down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. So this one, absolutely a vibe. Agreed. Okay, so I think Bejeweled kills it. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of themes in... This album so far of kind of similar to Lover and the second half of Reputation Mm -hmm. of I know I'm killing the game and you may not think so that's your problem though Mm -hmm. um I love this because she's in a relationship with someone and this is a lot like the song this is me trying Mm -hmm. and and Mirrorball, too, where Mirrorball, she's, like, doing her her most to try and get mm-hmm. this guy that she really wants to just pay attention to her.
1: And tolerate it, too.
0: And tolerate her. And, and well, just, yeah. And, like, just actually see what she's worth and what she's valued. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, I'm going to go out tonight because I can light up a room still. Mm-hmm. So.
1: I love the line, like, Put me in the basement of your heart when I just want the penthouse. How does she think of the... Like, I'm amazed by her. Also, I remember last night, I think we both had a moment of, I can't wait to work out to this song. Like, this is... I can just see myself in the gym with this blasting in my ears and me being like, yeah, I don't care what you think. I'm gonna go do the thing.
0: Yep. I think I wrote, I can't wait to scream this song at the top of my lungs. Yes. So, I just... It's such an anthem. Yes. It's such an anthem and such a relatable theme mm-hmm. and such a good theme as well. Agreed. Of no matter what situation or what your relationship status is, mm-hmm. recognizing your worth and knowing that you shine. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't.
1: <laughs> um, I The last thing that I wrote last night was I will not settle. And that's what this song gives me. And I think that – for all my single people out there, maybe you've heard, like, well, your standards are too high, and I just would like to repeat to you the vibe that Taylor is giving us. Don't settle. Don't do that, because you're not going to like that you've settled. Someday you're going to be mad about it. Mm-hmm. So 10 out of 10 would recommend to listen to this song, feel empowered, yeah, and go be your best self. Yeah. I love that. She's also – she's not breaking up with him
0: either. She's mm-hmm. kind of, like – Putting the, putting the ball in his court, I guess. She says the DJ asks if she has a man, and she says, "I don't remember," or like, <laughs> "I don't know." Do I like if if he wants to see me for who I am or like appreciate me? Then yes, I'm here for it. But if not, then I don't know. Yeah, maybe exactly. not. Maybe I don't. So exactly, <laughs> I just she's so bold and so confident, and we love it. It's super inspiring. It's true. It's true. Very true. Up next is, ah, I lost it. Labyrinth. labyrinth. So the very first comment I made about labyrinth last night was that I didn't know how to spell labyrinth before today. <laughs> um, Very difficult word to spell. Why is the Y where it is?
1: Yeah, it should be pronounced Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um so I guess thanks Taylor for the spelling lesson. Mm-hmm. We're grateful. Thanks for the vocab lesson. Um I think this song is really chill, really relaxed. I do really mm-hmm. enjoy it. I love like there's like the random synth that's like Da-da-da! and it's like at random spots throughout the
1: song and I really love it. That's one of my favorite parts of this song, which was one of my least favorite parts of the song. I loved it in the beginning, but then throughout the song, I just kept being surprised by it. And for some reason, super synthy things make me just go, oh, yeah.
0: And I really love this because I think it is exactly folklore and evermore.
1: Kelly said that last night. And if you all listened to our A Turd Named Scooter episode, you know that I am a big fan of folklore And I didn't want to agree with her, but I know that she's right. Also on Genius Lyrics, someone had commented on, in this song, she talks about how she doesn't like elevators because they rise too fast, and how that's sort of a reference to Gold Rush, and how like she doesn't like it when things happen too fast. So you're right. Folklore, Evermore vibes. Um, I do like the voice modifier. I like that she keeps using that. I think it's very cool. And I also think this one could grow on me. It's my least favorite so far. I mean, it is very
0: slow, so it's Mm -hmm. not, I, I really like the synth, but outside of that, it's not super attention grabbing. Mm -hmm. I too think that this is one that could grow. You just need to listen to this one on repeat.
1: (laughs) Or I could just not listen to it. It's not a skippable (laughs) song. Oh, for me it is. Ellie giving me a death glare right now.
0: There is not a skippable song on this album. I said it.
1: Debatable.
0: Are you even a Taylor fan?
1: Are you even committed to the cause? No, I guess I'm not. I'm doubting right now. (laughs) If those are the rules, I guess I'm not. Not a skippable song. Oh, I'm sorry, Taylor. You
0: have to listen to it and let it grow on you.
1: Mm. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Okay, so there's true. Labyrinth. This is how the next couple of songs are going to go it's based <laughs> on our
1: reaction from <laughs> reactions from last night. The next so. song we're going to listen to is called Karma. I love the tune of this song. I love the rhythm that she uses. I love the musicalness of this song. I love everything but the lyrics. <laughs> because... I don't like the thought of what we put into the world we get back because I don't I haven't found that to be true and so I have a hard time enjoying this song that and also I know that we talked about this last night when she says karma is a god it really stresses me out it makes me really uncomfortable and I know that she's not saying like karma is god I don't know I just I don't vibe with these lyrics I think that they don't match the way that I see the world and so I have a hard time I just I don't agree with it I know it's a hot take Kelly is trying to not be mad at me I think Uh, it's a hot take
0: I don't know how to respond to that
1: kindly (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, I think it's a super fun song. It's like 1989 and reputation. There's like a little bit of both, mm. um, a little bit of lover as well. Um, definitely lover. Cause this is like all about like Scooter and like, she's going to win. Cause Scooter's a turd and <laughs> uh, she's saying my side of the street is clean. Mm. You can't say the same thing about yours. And so she's not worried about karma at all. She doesn't need to be because She didn't do anything wrong. She got wronged twice. So actually, she's fine. And now she gets to uh, fall in love and re-record all of her albums. And life is fine for her, but not so great for Scooter the Turd. Um, And it's
1: great. I do love the shit It's really great. I love the shit talk in this song. Yeah, I just, I've said all I have to say about it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I don't know. It's got lover vibes, and she's giving the middle finger to Scooter, essentially. Yeah, and which I'm
1: never mad about. Yeah. Except so, for in this circumstance.
0: <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, Mariah found another song that she's going to skip. <laughs> she is not a true
1: Taylor <laughs> fan. It's coming out more and more. It's okay. That's okay. Our next song is Sweet Nothing. I hope this redeems my standing as a Taylor fan. This song, (laughs) it doesn't slap. It is cozy. It is comforting. It is a nice warm cup of coffee on a cool morning. Any time of the year it is, I am in love because everyone wants something from me, but all you want are my sweet nothings. And it is perfect. The song is absolutely perfect. Um, I also love the piano, the, the the piano line that goes through in the back. It feels very simple Beatles to me. And I love, I don't know if this has come through in the pod yet, the Beatles. I love them. I've really gotten into them in the past two years. I know, so unique. I love the Beatles. Um, <laughs> but I just, I think that it's sort of like um, their style in that piano line. I adore this song i think it is
0: yeah it's just like super pleasant and so wholesome it gives me the same wholesome vibes as ours Mm -hmm. that song is so wholesome and i think this is equal equal level of wholesome as Mm -hmm. that song um and I also thought last night listening to this for the first time, it gives me 500 days of summer mm-hmm. vibes when they're happy together. Yep. Because <laughs> obviously 500 days of summer is a chaotic mess, but a uh, chaotic mess of emotions. But mm-hmm. when they're happy together, that's what this song reminds me of is, yeah, 500 days of summer when, when they're happy and when they're fine. So. Yeah. I really like this, and I think it will be on a regular rotation. Agreed.
1: Same. I won't have to listen to this one again to like it. (laughs) Okay, our next song is what we thought was the last song when we went to bed last night. This one is Mastermind.
0: Okay, so Mastermind is a masterpiece because Taylor is a mastermind. Um, Last night, like the very intro of this song... All I wrote was in all caps. Stranger Things, mm-hmm. like she nailed the Stranger Things nostalgic factor. Totally, the teaser trailer mm-hmm. that she released yesterday before it came out too was like Stranger Things vibes, and she totally nailed that. Yeah, she did. Um, so I just love this this whole thing. I love that. Um, she's she planned this love. She didn't fall in love. She made it seem like falling in love, but really she planned everything. Um, and I think that there's like a hint of, a hint of sadness to that. Mm-hmm. That's like, you have to plan everything in your life because of like your status or your position mm-hmm. or something. And like, you can't trust anyone. So you have to choose it, but you don't want to yeah. like manipulate someone. So you're like making it seem like falling in love or whatever, <laughs> making it seem like their idea, which kind of seems more manipulative. But then I love that at the end, at the end, like the guy knew the whole time. And he's like, yeah, I knew what you were doing. And I loved it. Like, (laughs) I
1: love that you are a mastermind. And I thought it was very sweet. Yeah. Last night, I definitely told you that I didn't like the song. And that was a lie. I think I was just getting tired. And I was like, I can't follow anything. I don't have lyrics in front of me. I don't get it. But listening to it today, I genuinely love it. Yeah, I think – and I love that it
0: comes full circle at the end and the guy's like, yeah, I knew what you were doing. I knew that you were, like, trying to plan everything. Yeah, And I don't, like – I love that about you. Agreed. Um, I think that's so cool. Also, I agree. So last night I did really like this song, Mm -hmm. but we had talked about how it didn't feel right to end the album Mm -hmm. here after having Lavender Haze as the opener. It just – Didn't hit right. Didn't hit right. So totally not shocked – that this is actually not the ending of the album. And Taylor released seven more songs because she's they? a mastermind. Oh my
1: god! This is not actually the that. end.
0: It could be the end. It's a great song, but it just didn't feel like after like the opener, after, after having Lavender, Haze and Maroon yeah. as like such strong openers, it didn't mean to, it, it didn't make sense mm-hmm. to end with this song. It just, it, it's a good song. It's just not as strong as those two. Agreed. We didn't 100% think.
1: agreed.
0: So, um, yeah we're gonna dive into the last seven songs so if you're someone that's like i just want to listen to the regular album then you can stop here yeah but if you want to listen to the seven extra songs then you can hear our thoughts exactly we're gonna talk about the great war first
1: two things that i really love about the great war that sounds so backwards. The song, The Great War, um, are, as always, Taylor using great imagery to get a point across. Um, and her use of color, too, and flowers as sim- as like symbolism. Um, very good. And I also really like her use of the military-style drums. Like, if you live in the United States and you've ever heard any sort of, like, old military stuff you recognize that snare drum immediately um I think maybe that's just something I've experienced but I really liked that use of both of those things That great imagery and that military drum yeah
0: I don't have a ton to say about this one I think it's like a good metaphor to use I mean she's like I like that she always like ties in like she has allusions and stuff to Mm -hmm. like like she's talking about world war one and stuff and I think that's cool i think it's really dramatic to compare a relationship (laughs) to world war one but i love it
1: we love a dramatic queen yeah
0: i don't have a ton to say about this one i like it i Mm -hmm. enjoy it not much to say i think it's like very straightforward and it's nice to listen to and never like builds at all it just kind of stays like level yeah um so yeah it's a good listen agreed All right, next is Bigger Than the Sky. Bigger Than the Whole Sky. That's I can't wait. Yeah.
1: I love this whole song. I love everything about it. I'm a big fan. This one will be on repeat. The very first thing that I noticed when we were listening this morning was that first line when Taylor says... Or the second line, salt streams out my eyes and into my ears. And the reason it stuck out to me is because I cry a lot. I cry less than I used to. Kelly saw me at my most tearful stage of life. (laughs) Yes, I did. But when I was a freshman in college, I don't remember why I said this to someone, but one of the girls who lived in my floor, I was like, well, do you ever... When you're like laying down crying, your tears stream into your ears and you can like feel them and it's a whole experience. And she was like, What is wrong with you? <laughs> and then later in the year, she came up to me and she was like, So now I get it. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you get it, but also, isn't it weird? And she's like, Yeah, it's super weird. So and then like- you
0: both went to therapy. <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much that's what happened. It was great. Um,. Yeah, that that's my first thought. I want to hear some of the things you think, and then I have more to say.
0: I I just think it's a really beautiful song, super relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very Red era. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, it is Red era for sure. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like kind of simple, but like super relatable. She paints a really clear picture, mm-hmm. and I think she like hits on a really like common feeling
1: yes i agree
0: of like missing someone Mm -hmm. um thinking about what could have been
1: yes absolutely i feel like this pairs really well with all too well because while all too well feels like an anthem of it's done it's over i'm heartbroken over it and i'm like kind of mad i'm feeling all these big things this is sort of the quieter like I'm crying in my bed, maybe in the early hours of the morning, maybe late at night, it doesn't matter. But I'm laying in bed, thinking about like, what could have been what should have been that's in the that's in the lyrics. And it just, I don't know, for me, it hits in such a good way. And this one feels like an anthem for um, the people who are still crying themselves to sleep because they're so sad or be or they're in a place of like, finding closure and accepting it this song kelly this song so
0: (laughs) if you're a sad girl this is your anthem
1: (laughs) oh no is that why i like that's why i like it (laughs) and mariah just found out she's a sad girl wow tough day huh this i think is the song that i had maybe the most notes for i just love i think it's such high quality it's definitely in the top three for me
0: it's a great song. It is. It is a fantastic song. It's very, very chill, very relatable, and it's red. And who doesn't, who doesn't love red?
1: If you don't love red, I will still accept you.
0: We will still accept you. We both will. I, I oh. may judge you a little bit, I, but. <laughs> but
1: after having judgment put upon me during this podcast, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't put judgment on you. <laughs> we'll see if by the end of this, I get back my status as a Taylor fan. I'll let you know what I do. Just- <laughs> Kelly is actually the voice of truth in this circumstance, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Next song is... Belly, Paris. Yes, Paris. <laughs> okay, so, obviously, Paris is the city of love. Um, I just... Paris always just reminds me. Like I feel like everyone in high school was like obsessed with Paris. Yeah. Like everyone had Paris themed bedrooms uh-huh. and like everyone, yeah, everyone had a pillow or something that says "J'ai <laughs> I don't, I I didn't take French, so "J'ai um, I think <laughs> you do. You have duolingo, lingo. You know, <laughs> I think it's "J'ai Tom."
1: Oui. Uh.
0: We'll look it up. I don't know. Neither of us speak French. <laughs> I, is wait. the point.
1: <laughs> You're sorry. on what? Level one of Duolingo? Como tu te See? You didn't even know what I said because it was so French. <laughs> Do you know what you just said? Yes. I said, what's your name?
0: <laughs> okay, Je great. Thing. So you...
1: May be able to have a small conversation in Paris if you I go. also know that anytime you speak to someone in France, you have to start with, bonjour. And if you don't, <laughs> they get salty about it. I don't know why. That's just did the do culture. Did Duolingo tell you this? No. One of my friends who did some study abroad okay. in, in Paris. Okay.
0: <clears throat> okay. I was like, I don't know if I'd trust I'm, Duolingo I, for like <laughs> cultural information. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. It also reminds me of, I've recently been rewatching Gossip Girl and Blair Waldorf has like a Paris themed bedroom because, of course, course, because Blair is the most over the top character in the world Mm. and she's like every girl you went to high school with. Um, (laughs) So that's, I just have to say that that is what comes to mind, but, and I think that song Gives off those vibes, too, of, like, that girl from high school. Oh, my gosh, I finally found the love of my life. I'm not actually in Paris, but I feel like I'm in Paris because I'm in love. Do you Um, think high
1: school girls still do Paris-themed bedrooms? Or is this a 2010s? I think it's a 2010s thing.
0: No, I think it's a 2010s thing. Yeah.
1: I think just, like, finger mustaches. It's
0: absolutely a 2010s thing. I don't Mm -hmm. think that that lived on.
1: So, like, there were horse girls and not horse girls in elementary school. And then it turned into Paris Bedroom Girls and Finger Mustache Girls. Yes. Like, I think, and I think that my friend group fell into the finger mustache category, so I can't... There is
0: definitely a picture of me mm-hmm. with a finger mustache at, like, a swim meet somewhere. Of Because I think our swim team was, like, a bunch of finger mustache girls. Sure. And also, I was actually friends with a couple of girls on swim yep. team who were also... They were both. They were wow. finger mustache girls and they were Paris bedroom girls. They were so
1: deep in Tumblr lore Ugh. that they couldn't help but be both. Yes. Wow, that's So,
0: deep. yeah, that's just what I think of when I think of this song and I think it's that vibe, which I think is fun. Mm. I was not a Paris girl, mm. um, but I mean, I can appreciate it. Yeah. So um, I just, that's what came to my mind and it was just funny. So there's that. Um, But I just, I love the idea of like, they're so in, un- like, so in love. I'm so in love with you. I don't even know what's going on with the world. Like, no, I didn't hear the news
1: because in my head I was in Paris. <laughs> see, and I read it totally differently. I see what you're saying. But I heard, like, Taylor being so sick of people trying to be like, oh, my gosh, did you even, like, hear about the thing that TMZ covered? And she's like, no, I was somewhere else. I'm too in love to give a crap about whatever you all are talking about, which also is totally, I think, just a different tone of the same idea. Like, I'm so in love, it doesn't matter. And I just think, yeah, so I agree with you. I just, I hear it in a different tone. My favorite thing about this song, I think, is the slant rhyme in the, I think it's the chorus, the Paris and somewhere else. Because it's like, teachers are going to be using that for eons to explain slant rhyme because Paris and somewhere else don't technically rhyme. Mm -hmm. Exciting news for all of us. Now, you know, if you didn't know what a slant rhyme was, Mariah has turned this entire podcast into (laughs) an English lesson (laughs) because I'm reading poetry. (laughs) I'm reading absolute poetry uh yeah so
0: it's a good one i really like it she mm-hmm. sounds like a dramatic teenage girl just i love like, it nope, i have no idea what's going on with the world because i'm in love didn't you hear i'm in love he
1: loves me back yeah so <laughs> all right sorry next... i'm in paris <laughs> i'm gonna change my voicemail to that hey you've got my phone <laughs> sorry i won't be responding i am in paris <laughs> you're on your own kid i'm in paris <laughs> Just drop as many Taylor Swift references in from Not even references, just titles. Just- <laughs> You're on your own, kid. I'm in Paris and it's midnight raining. There's snow on the beach, too. <laughs> um, speaking of titles, the next song title is High Infidelity. Kelly told me I have to say something. <laughs> and that something is that I really enjoy this song that's like the long and short of it. I just, I can see myself listening to this song on repeat and singing it over and over again. The lyrics are great. The music is wonderful. Kelly, what do you think? I really
0: like it. I think it's, in, I think it's an interesting song. I think, I mean, she's kind of like admitting to an affair, which I think she's done in like a couple of her other songs too. Mm-hmm. Um And so, I think it's, like, like she's being truthful. Like, she's not, like, do you really want to know where I was in April? Like, you already know. Mm-hmm. And then she's, like, in the chorus, she's, like, it's your fault because you didn't love me enough. So I think the lyrics are a little interesting. Like, she's, like, yeah, I. you're right, I did have an affair. But, like, also, you killed me to death by not loving me how I needed to be loved.
1: So I totally missed the whole point of the song. I think you did. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, though. So I... <laughs> it is a really good song.
0: But yeah, she's totally like, you made me cheat on you.
1: Which, oh, that's a hot take. But for the sake of a song. Yeah, because you, do you really want to know where
0: it was? April 29th. Um, you know that there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. And then there's a thing where she says, like, yeah, I danced with this guy. And he. do you want to hear about how he brought me back to life? <laughs>
1: so i totally missed the whole point of this song i should have known because the title was infidelity i really so i was shocked you had nothing to say about it you're just like i just i really enjoy it i was doing a passive listen my brain is like
0: (laughs) um It is a good song. Yeah, I do enjoy it.
1: But yeah, that is what
0: it's about. I
1: mean, I don't agree with her that cheating is for the person who's cheated on (laughs) the faults of anyone who's cheated on. And it's an enjoyable song. It is an enjoyable song. So there you go. (laughs) Listen to it again if you are like Mariah and miss that. If you (laughs) Uh, if you were doing a passive listen (laughs) and you care about what words you're taking in, I guess, uh, give it another listen. Or don't, or just skip it. (laughs) Whatever you have to do to be okay (laughs) when it comes to this album. Mariah's questioning this entire album. (laughs) I mean, she's
0: written about this in many other songs before, though.
1: I... (laughs) That has gone so far over my head. It's like an airplane. It's like an airplane in my hometown. Not anywhere close to the ground, not even kind of close to my head. Genius Lyrics has a list
0: for us of all the times she's sung about affairs illicit affairs. Sure. August. Betty. Nobody, okay. no crime. Yeah ivy and now high infidelity they're all about cheating see and ivy is on my and skip list. she is the cheater in a lot of them
1: so illicit affairs and ivy are two songs that are on my skip list why because they're about infidelity <laughs> and they're not as enjoyable as this one ivy is one of my favorite songs i know we've oh, talked about it's
0: this. so such a good song okay Um, But we're not talking about that right now. Yeah. We're talking about High Infidelity, and it's a very good song. (laughs) Mariah, I shouldn't have told her what it's about, because (laughs) at first she was like, it's just a great song. That's all I have to say about it. And now she's like, this, I can't listen. This is morally very questionable. (laughs) This is morally wrong. (laughs) So is most music. So... (laughs) Uh, Shoot. yeah, this is a great one. We're gonna end it on that. Next is the glitch. Glitch, no, the just glitch. Yeah,
1: cut the out of the Facebook, it'll be much better. Just glitch. Before I say anything, Kelly, is there anything in the lyrics that I missed? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think this song means? <laughs> um, well, I liked this song a lot again this one's also about an affair (laughs) no it's not no it's not because lyric genius told me that the number of days that she references is the number of years she's been with her right now boyfriend joe whom i think we all love right i'm not saying anything controversial great okay (laughs) um and i think well according to genius lyrics it's about how she feels like there's no way this is actually happening. Like it has to be a glitch in the system. He's so wonderful.
0: Well, and also they're like it's like an unlikely like they mm-hmm. didn't start off as like in a relationship. Like they were just really good friends first, and then and just like mastermind. evolved. So like it's like that's why it's a glitch. It's unlikely because usually, yeah. I mean, he's like a different type of guy than she usually goes mm-hmm. for, and also like it doesn't make sense that they're together a little bit um so yeah i don't know i really loved the vibe of this song mm-hmm. um it's like i mean it's like definitely like a positive happy song but also it's like kind of moody mm-hmm. and yeah i really enjoyed it um i like like all the background ooze mm-hmm. and the record crackle Yeah. in the back of the song as well i thought that was a, a nice touch so agreed next
1: as would've, could've, should've. So I keep referencing back to our episode, A Turd Named Scooter. So if you haven't listened to it, 10 out of 10 would recommend, because we talk about a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff. But one of the things I talked about was the song Dear John, <laughs> and how I literally read the lyrics to my therapist. Um, If he was still my therapist, you better believe I would be bringing up this song in the next session, because... I think across the board, everyone is saying, this is a follow-up to Dear John. A hundred percent, because it's talking about when she was
0: 19. Exactly. And that's when
1: she dated John Mayer. Exactly. And she dragged him through the mud again. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. I love this song. Um, Kelly and I have talked a number of times about how it's just going to like, we're just going to keep scream singing it.
0: Oh, yeah, this song, this is only the second time we've listened to it. And I was, like, already kind of, like, half screaming the lyrics mm-hmm. on our listen through. um, Because it's amazing. Also, the would've, could've, should've is also in Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Yes. So, um, she's still thinking of, like, Bigger Than the Whole Sky is, like, probably about John Mayer as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, like... In between Speak Now and Red, like, yeah. Red, she's, like, kind of moved on, but she's still thinking, like, because she's, like, 19 or 20, like, still mm-hmm. very affected by, like, this relationship. Um. So, yeah, I yeah. just love all the ties. But yeah, this is absolutely
1: Speak Now, John Mayer era, and we she did a great it. job.
0: It's so good.
1: It, it is so good. And it's, like a good song to sing along with. I felt like that about a lot of the songs in this album, but especially this one. It's just really, it hits. It's really good. It's a great like singing and dancing
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: kitchen song. Exactly. It feels cathartic. Yes. I think this is going to be another cathartic thing.
0: Okay. We only have one song left. Taylor only has one song. No, she doesn't have just one song <laughs> left. But I mean, on this 3 a.m. edition she only has one song left. This is the true last song. And it is called Dear Reader. Okay, so first off, both of us thought that this was this morning we thought that Dear Reader was a much better end mm-hmm. to this album than Mastermind. Again, Mastermind is a great song, it just didn't feel like the way to end it after starting off with Lavender Haze and Maroon. Yes. So I think Dear Reader is a lot more appropriate. Mm-hmm. It has the same vibe. It's like Lavender Haze, but like mm-hmm. a lot slower. Yeah. Um, But it still has like the the voice modifier and like the kind of synth pop mm-hmm. vibe as well. Um, so overall, much better closure to Midnight's 3
1: a.m. Agreed. It feels like um with the album with Reputation starting with. Are you ready for it? And ending with New Year's Day, it feels like that same vibe of like we go hard in the beginning, and the ending is beautiful and incredible, and is maybe gonna make you cry a little bit. And it's gonna be the perfect. It's gonna tie it up in a little bow, and you're gonna be so friggin' happy. Yep. That you listen to it. Uh huh. That's the vibe. That is the vibe. And it's 100%. good. It's high quality. Yeah. Um, I also really like that at the ending of Dear Reader the sound almost becomes warped and, like, not chaotic, but unexpected. Like, unexpected different little things happen left and right. And I really enjoy that because it feels like this song um, is talking about – I mean, this is what – part of this is what I read from Genius Lyrics as well about, um, like, not wanting to have so much influence over people and also, like, knowing that you have to use your influence to do something – right? Is that the vibe that you got from it or no?
0: I got the vibe of, she knows that people look up to her and Mm -hmm. she's like, I, like, if you actually knew me, I wouldn't be your role model.
1: Yeah. And that's, yes, that was a way more clear way of saying what I was trying to work through. Um, but I like that the ending is so chaotic because that's how that feels to hear that to me at least. Because I'm always like, yeah, Taylor, she's an icon. We love her. And it's like, oh, that you're dropping in a little piece of chaos now. But I think that
0: like, so she's clearly like self-doubting herself and mm-hmm. like saying like, I don't like, I don't get why so many people are looking up to me. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I think, so I think this is very clearly like self-doubt. But again, like mm-hmm. this song is like, No one's saying that Taylor Swift is perfect. I think this song is another example of, like, why I always say I want to be Taylor Swift when I grow Mm -hmm. up. Like, this is, like, nothing new or anything. And so I think this song is, yeah, a perfect example of exactly why so many people do look up to her because, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's, like, out there living her life, trying new things. That comes with making mistakes in life and thinking that you shouldn't be a role model, but you are. I also really liked that, um, so Speak Now, I'm pretty sure it ends with Long, li- long Live, mm. and Long Live is a song to her readers or her listeners, oh, um, and it's saying, like, please remember me when I'm gone, and almost, like, asking people to, like, she's, like, really playing into the being a role model, because mm-hmm. Speak Now was very much in her, like, When she was being branded a certain way and being asked to like do all of these things. And she was like branded as a role model. Mm -hmm. And so long live is a letter to her listeners. And so I love that she ends this with another letter to her listeners. And instead
1: this time it's like, no, don't look up to me. I love that. I also feel like anyone who has been a role model has that moment of like, oh my gosh, please don't look like I don't I am not as good as you think I am. But it's so interesting because I think those of us who have had role models are like, no, we know. And I still look up to you and I still love you and I would still like to be like you. Yeah. Just so good. Such a great way to end the album. So good. You guys, we did it. We did it together.
0: Now, if you haven't listened to it yet... I don't know why you made it this far without listening (laughs) to the album yet, Um, but go listen to it again
1: Yeah. without us talking through it. Mm -hmm. Go listen to the whole thing. And if you want to skip songs, we respect you because I will be skipping songs. (laughs) Y'all already know which songs I skip. Mariah is just trying to justify (laughs) her actions right now that's not true i'm saying if a song makes you uncomfortable you don't have to listen to it which is
0: true but also i'm still slightly judging (laughs) because i can so that's true that's true she's allowed to she kind of redeemed herself as a taylor fan
1: (laughs) we're halfway there we're halfway there it's fine it's so fine oh my gosh um kelly overall what do you think about this album 10 out of 10. I love it. It was exactly what I
0: needed. I think it hits all the vibes, all the Mm. moods, and it brings back so many memories of past albums, Mm -hmm. which I figured because that was kind of the whole thing. Like these are songs that she's written at midnight throughout all of her albums. And I think she did. I think it is exactly what she wanted it to be. Maybe. I don't know what her intentions were, but I think it does exactly that. It like Brings you back to all of her albums. I thought of every single—I mean, speak now onwards. I thought of every single album mm-hmm. um, that she's that she's written, um, yeah. and she—I think that's amazing that she can encompass all of that in twenty songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, just like the references to her own work is incredible.
1: Yeah, and referencing other literary works mm-hmm. is also impressive. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Okay, outside of the song Karma and now i'm feeling debatable feelings about high infidelity <laughs> because i you actually told me what it was about um outside of those two songs i think that the rest of it is beautiful like the the first two songs in the album are always going to be my favorites i think lavender haze just i think that's a song i'm going to go back to over and over and over again and just love it's it incredible also i just i keep thinking about the first half of the album like everything, snow on the beach. I, yes. Christmas. Exactly. She also mentions Christmas, like holiday peppermint candies in one of her songs. Um, yeah, so, one of the other ones. So, so two Christmas songs. also a
0: Christmas song.
1: <laughs> I think it was in Midnight Rain. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, other than those two songs that everybody knows that I wasn't a fan of, I, well, the second one I was, was hard of a fan of. I just don't like the message she's giving. But that's it is what it is. But then
0: that's also whole story part of the reason. Like in Dear Reader, yeah. she's saying, "I if you knew, you wouldn't look up to me." Yeah, that comes along with that. That's part of that. That's such a good
1: point. Because so, like, if saying, you're looking
0: at it at in an individual song mm-hmm. level, then
1: you might be. Like, I see what you're mm-hmm.
0: thinking, but Pump if you like, but if you look at the album as a whole, mm-hmm. the album of as a whole as her like giving advice, doing all of these things, and then yeah. she ends it with like, "Don't look up to me." <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. She is saying, like, not everything I do is great. So she's not even. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I feel less bad about enjoying that song now.
0: Well, also, I mean, like, (laughs) she's writing from a certain perspective and a certain piece of time. And in that piece of time, like, that's how she felt. So, like, Mm -hmm. she's doing a good job throughout the album of being super honest and super raw. Yeah. And then also saying, I'm not always right. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I see what you're saying. I can... I can... I can understand that. We still love Taylor. And when I say we still, I mean I still love Taylor. <laughs> like, I am a fan this? of Taylor. Who's this? I'm- <laughs> <we>? <laughs> okay, good point. There's no mouse in my pocket. I am still a fan of Taylor. I love her. I still look up to her. Big fan of... I'm a big fan of her being like hey, don't let someone stop you from doing the good that you're meant to do in this world. I feel like that's the vibe at the end of the day from Taylor.
0: Right? Just go out and be a badass. (laughs) And you can, like, fall in love and also be a badass.
1: Like, don't lose yourself ever. Yeah. Yeah. And you can fall out of love and still be a badass. And you can be heartbroken, and you can let those tears fall right into your ears. (gasps) That rhymed. Am I a poet now? Should I start writing music, Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) She shook her head at me, you guys. Uh... (laughs) Should I start writing music? (laughs) You already have. We discussed this, Kelly. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm a songwriter. (laughs) You're right. I'm an author. (laughs) I am...
0: Essentially, the next Taylor.
1: <laughs> that's what I've been waiting to say this whole episode. I'm glad you brought it up so I didn't have to. I think the
0: songs I've written would fall into the category of comedy. Um, so that's a really good point. I think you're right. So, there's that. Yeah, yours would be more genuine. <laughs> I don't know about that. They wouldn't, are you gonna write a song that's called anti karma? <laughs>
1: Yes. You're just going to respond
0: (laughs) to Taylor Swift with songs (laughs) that are like, this is why I think Taylor's morally wrong.
1: (laughs) It's just those two songs uh, and a couple of others on different albums, but that's between me and Taylor, I guess. (laughs) And now Kelly. (laughs) Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, it's all potatoes. (laughs) you said it (laughs) but you're right at the end of the day it's all potatoes so now we leave you with that thought dear listener go enjoy your Taylor Swift release weekend
0: Mm -hmm. listen to Taylor Swift all weekend or not listen to whatever you want it's true listen to whatever you want Um, if you choose Taylor I'll be listening to it with you it's true
1: I probably will be too (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm gonna text you on Sunday and be like, what'd you do this weekend? What'd you listen to? And you're gonna be like, "Not nah, Taylor. I... I said I was gonna listen to it all weekend and then I lied. I
1: lied. I don't know. Sometimes I'm in a mood for the Beatles. <laughs> I really mean it. I actually only flip between Taylor the Beatles and Harry Styles. Every once in a while, Lizzo shows her beautiful, beautiful face and I'm very grateful for it. Same with Billie Eilish and olivia rodrigo but it's mostly taylor harry and the beatles which would be another great band name i think someone should do that taylor harry and the beatles <laughs> yeah I don't even think that rolls off the tongue taylor's harry beatles <laughs> i didn't
0: like that <laughs> i didn't like that at all <laughs>
1: Wow. (laughs) I'm trying to think of clever ways we could string those three together. I don't think there is a clever way. I think the cleverest way is what I already said. Harry's. Nope. Harry's beetle named Taylor. (laughs) Harry's beetle Taylor. Like a T A I L O R. Like a sewer. (laughs) They sew (laughs) beetles? No, they sew the clothes for the (laughs) beetles. Don't you think the Beatles had a Taylor? I'm sure that they had a Taylor. They were put in suits when they first were getting big. But this isn't a Beatles podcast. This is a Taylor Swift podcast. What am I thinking? Have a happy Friday, you guys. It is Friday like nobody's business. It's beautiful out. At least in the
0: state of Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, it is. A great day to listen to Taylor. With that,
1: we bid you adieu
0: bye remember only hot girls have adhd
1: but not all hot girls have adhd thanks for listening to this week's episode y'all remember to check the description for this month's book club pick
0: deuces bye Bye. love Love you